0: what's up everybody welcome to another out cold ice cold extra fly episode of checkpoint afk i am your host norris howard here once again alongside my colleagues for this episode we got chad callahan we got robbie Landison, we got very special guests coming to us all the way from las vegas nevada co-host of checkpoint xp on campus we got jacob's brother in the house jacob brothers i don't know why my mouth did that jacob brothers <laughs> is in the house what's cracking bro
1: what's up i'm glad to be here
0: all right man you know it's, it's it's really cool to have different people on afk we always like to reach out to our massive rolodex of folks and we decided to just bring on somebody that we talk to all the time instead of doing any actual real work so uh it worked <laughs> out for everyone uh, and I'm very excited, but as usual, what we like to do at the start of every episode of Checkpoint AFK is check our reviews. So since Callie Sloan is not with us here this week, it falls to Chad. Chad, do we have reviews?
2: No. No, we don't.
0: <laughs> okay. What the hell,
2: Chad? We gave you one job. Chad had no. literally oh, one People thing aren't doing their job. I literally oh have one thing to gosh. do, and that's check to see if everyone else did their job, and they didn't, so wow. I, I don't kill right. the messenger. Chad,
3: Chad's no longer in charge of reviews. No, is he is with. not in charge. Right, Fine, I don't want
2: to be in charge. I was I, I, was doing this as a favor.
3: My... He ho, ho, ho. <laughs> was doing us a favor, guys. It right. was doing
0: us a favor uh-huh. by logging on to the Apple podcast reviews So I guess that was a a little too difficult For him but anyway um, But anyway man Listen with that said though You know we want everybody out there Everybody's at the crib Which makes it double stupid That we have no new reviews that's okay though But we know everybody is at the crib Because you know many states Are still under Lockdown essentially Uh, I know here in Michigan Our lockdown got extended to the end of the month a lot of states are thinking about yep. easing uh opening uh, uh or easing restrictions and opening their states back up, which is a fucking stupid idea. I'ma just go out there and say it. it's a dumb idea, we shouldn't do that right now. But y'all at the crib and there's kinda only one esport really going on, a couple esports. You got, you know, Overwatch League is coaxing up to do their uh tournament for the month of May, and then you had Uh, call of duty league and folks are still playing those but i i gotta get on my high horse for a second and robbie gonna hate me for this all right but evo got canceled and i'm mad all Mm. right (laughs) evo is moving to an online format and i'm gonna just say this right now
3: that's the reason to be mad not that it was canceled i mean that sucks no 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 no.
0: you're absolutely correct i would rather no evo at all than to see them try to move a fighting game tournament online, okay? This is the worst idea humanly possible. Not because I think it can't be done, but there is no way to do it well, okay? No way to do it well. These are not MOBA teams where you got people sitting in team houses with fiber internet and, mm-hmm. you know, dietitians. No, you're going to have to have...
1: Nintendo you know, online.
0: Yeah, you don't have to have Long Island. You don't have to have Long Island Joe playing against Lil Majin, and, and even though that's Street Fighter and Tekken, you know, forgive me. But the point oh is, is you got two people who are going to have to play each other from completely opposite sides of the country, opposite sides of the continent, and somehow make it a competitively viable thing. Not possible. Not possible. Right? Every other eSport has found a way. To work. Except for fighting it. And it is just frustrating. To me. Um, because everybody's netcode is terrible. Everybody's rollback <laughs> is terrible. All of them. All of them. It's going to be bad. So expect hilarity. Expect foolishness. Expect it to be a really tough thing to watch. But I'm going to just go ahead and say this man. This is another. Just another indication. Of how underfunded fighting games are, and how it continues to get the short end of the stick when it comes to esports, flat out. So, There's so no why do you think
3: to that I was gonna, I was gonna hate you for for talking about that?
0: Well, because you just hate when I bring up fighting games in
3: general. But uh, well, no, I mean this is a, this is a legitimate. Great, this one's fine.
0: All right, cool. You, but, you get
3: this one. <laughs> all right, I get. As long as you I'll give you this,
1: I'll give me this. One. All
0: right, fine. But it, it is, and I'm, I'm absolutely frustrated with this because every year we talk about how much money League of Legends is bringing in how much money Fortnite mm-hmm. is bringing in how much money Dota is doling out during the International even though the International is cancelled this year so we, we hear about all this shit
3: delayed
0: right De- delayed whatever We hear about all this stuff, and yet fighting games, which is the backbone in which all esports has been built off of, without it, esports would have no personality, nobody would care, all that bullshit that everybody tweets out and laughs at on Twitter would not be there if it were not for the foundation and the personality of fighting games, and yet, nobody wants to come down and invest in them. You already got a cohort of people because it's mostly black and brown people who are the fans of fighting games and simply they don't have the disposable income to go on and spend $40 on a skin for their, you know, favorite character. So you gotta fund them other ways. So you, you gotta look at these, you gotta look at companies, you gotta look at peripheral makers. They gotta step up their investment if we want these scenes to continue, man, because if not, I don't see how Evo can keep existing if we get to a point where... A bunch of people a bunch of these people are going to have to go and get regular jobs. You're not going to Can I can I
2: ask people. you something Norris? What's up? You, okay, cuz there's here's other than League of Legends in the whole grand scheme of things because that's its own area. All these other games that we mentioned like Fortnite and mm-hmm. Overwatch and all these they're newer where yes. most fighting games aren't like I mean there's newer versions but there's not like I can't think of one that's like really popular at least that's like brand new yeah, so do yeah. you think that if there was a brand new fighting game that like people just There's like got into like fortnite well i mean Riot's, that's what i mean like so Riot's you think making that a fighting game could change the pace for fighting games in general
0: no it'll change like, the could pace. you think here's what here's what'll happen no oh. riot here's what'll happen Riot will put out their fighting game it's gonna be free to play you're gonna pay for the characters that you want you're gonna be able to earn in-game currency it's gonna be the exact same model that all their other games are built off of and people are gonna eat it up because that's a model that works for esports so if they're gonna want it to be an esport that's what's gonna happen and it's gonna work and everybody in the FGC at some point is gonna migrate over to that game and yes, a community mm-hmm. will suss itself out, but Mortal Kombat's gonna lose people, Street Fighter's gonna lose people, Guilty Gear's gonna lose people, every game out there's gonna lose people because mm-hmm. the money is gonna be at Riot's fighting game. Period. Yep. Well, I, I guess period. my question was more
2: yeah. like fighting games in general. Do you think that that would be the resurgence of fighting games, which might maybe... It's it's yeah. not, Chad,
3: it's not that fighting games need a resurgence. No. They're, they're they as healthy as they've well ever enough. been. Yeah. The, the, the problem is... That fighting games, unlike other esports like League of Legends or Overwatch or CSGO, have a shorter lifespan because when new games come out, they get supplanted so easily. Mm -hmm. And it makes it a risky investment for for companies outside of the developers themselves. And honestly, I mean, I think it's probably even one of the reasons that you see the developers themselves, you you know, beyond maybe like Capcom that are eager to actually put their own money forward for it's it absolutely as well true. you know it's absolutely it's gonna true. work for riot because riot has riot money but no one's gonna come and invest the same amount into mortal Kombat as they do into overwatch when mortal Kombat might not even be at evo next year. well it's, what it's if...
0: not gonna be at evo this year which is again nuts
3: exactly the point yeah <laughs> exactly yeah,
2: so i the... guess i guess my thought was that if 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 riot shows that this is an option like this could be good and then there's a new one coming out like oh maybe people might like jump on the bandwagon of like the alternative but maybe not well, i don't know Here's
3: it's not gonna do anything for like the anime fighters no exactly oh, yeah here's, well, here's... and all
1: fighting games have their own barriers as well which also always complicates the issue because even like dragon ball fighters which was a new fighter and it does very well it still has those same barriers of like i looked at that game and i was like i can't play this and every fighter kind of has to do that thing of like, oh, we're all approachable. We all have a great training mode. I feel like that entry, kind of complicates it as well.
0: The barrier for entry for fighting games is high. As it's, somebody who loves crazy. fighting games, yes, it is. But Chad, to your point, what, what, what's going to happen is every community is going to lose a little bit to Riot. When the new Street Fighter comes out, invariably, the Street Fighter heads will go play it. Period. They'll mm. go play it. But you're going to see a lot of these games relegated to side tournaments. Guilty Gear, if Riot's game comes out and it's fire, you're not going to see an anime fighter or you're not going to see like Guilty mm-hmm. Gear on main stage. One of those big-name games is not going to see main stage. And that's effectively going to kill that community, which which sucks, but it, it's just the way yeah. it's going to
2: Well, go. I mean, argumentative, argumentatively, like... <laughs> Here's my thought on that though. How many how many big right now FGC games are there? There's like what? There's Tekken. Does Is Tekken? Mortal
0: Combat, Tekken, Street Fighter, mm-hmm. Smash, Dragon Ball, and
2: Smash. Dragon Ball. Okay, so there's a so there's, there's five. about five esports ish versions of FGC. Where like I guess you could argue that like first person shooters are all the same but they're not really like Mm -hmm. there's only one version of like overwatch i mean there's paladins but like there's overwatch and stuff like that and that's like the big Mm e-sport and then there's league Mm -hmm. of legends which is the big e-sport i mean dota 2
0: but uh, i don't know league is the the moba Mm -hmm. Uh, right so my uh, thought is is like or or that the first person shooter yeah, yeah yeah yeah, right
2: so like i mean i guess in the grand scheme of things it makes sense for one to kind of be the game then like, and that would be, I mean, what
1: might be able to create the e
2: Right. So I, I think that might be the, where the FGC kind of has that issue is because it's like, well,
1: so I have to compete
2: against five other companies. Why am I going to put so much money but into this? The, if, I comp- issue, if I have to come if I spread it out,
0: that, but the issue with that is that if that happens, there's, there's a reason why there's only two MOBAs on the market right that matter there's two MOBAs on the market that matter you know there's two first person shooters on the market that matter right there's a ton of them but there's two that matter I can right I could come up with at least six or seven fighting games that have contributed with sizable communities and you know really really innovative ideas at least and so yeah. it, it sucks that you have a genre of games that as Robbie said is super healthy but still continues to suffer from underinvestment. And I get your point. Maybe it needs to centralize, maybe there needs to be the game, but I don't want to see that shit. And I definitely don't I, want I mean to yeah, it. I, I think I definitely as a, as don't a, want a to viewer as a Riot fan that would suck, but but right about to get enough money. Between League and Valorant, they got enough money. <laughs> Let somebody else do. And get Run some. <laughs> don't even forget
1: about that. Rendara still doing. And, great, yeah, yeah. yeah. Room,
0: Room terror Let's not even let's not even go there. But anyway, we're gonna take a hey, slight break game. where uh, <laughs> we had quite we had quite the past twenty four hours uh, with the Xbox twenty twenty announcement. We are gonna talk all about that coming up on Checkpoint AFK. Stick around. <laughs>
3: Speaking of exciting, too, uh, another big announcement that just came out, the Dallas Fuel and the Houston Outlaws. We alluded to this last segment, the Lone Star Showdown. This is the first annual uh, uh, presentation of this. The two teams coming together to bring the Overwatch uh, world and the esports world uh, three solid weeks of competitive gameplay against these two rivals, and what's really interesting and unique about this is that following this up after each week on Saturday, uh, there'll be a three-part docu-series that kind of follows the behind-the-scenes of, of what's going on with these rivalries. You know what the players are experiencing. You know what they're feeling, how they're dealing with that, to give you that sort of human element. Something that personally I think that that. All of esports is missing and definitely needs to do more of. Uh, but Jake, you also actually get to narrate this uh, this this docu series. Yeah, I think it'll be really fun because you know I know like a lot of the players personally, and um, I've always liked this sort of content. You know, like getting getting to know people on a personal level, showing that to the fans, and and just deepening the connection between the fans and the players. Um, you know, I really like this type of content in traditional sports, and I feel that. Um, it's not about it's not something that is limited to traditional sports like oh, it's a human thing you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. no matter who you are what what you're interested in you always are most interested in the people behind it I think that's just human nature um, and this is a series that can hopefully you know highlight that can, can serve that need. Alright well we'll definitely be talking about that more and I look forward to seeing what comes of it guys coming up next we're going to break down some of the must see matches of the week coming up here on the Owl's Nest stay with us Hey, it's Weird Beard from Checkpoint XP reminding you to make it blue. Help say thank you to our heroes on the front lines of the COVID-19 pandemic. Whether you're streaming, drawing, singing, cooking, or anything else, showcase your talents and hashtag light it blue. You can find more information at our website, CheckpointXP.com.
0: Checkpoint AFK ish, your boy Norris Howard alongside Chad Callahan and also Jacob Brothers, Robbie Landis, who has the sniffles a little bit, but we're gonna be alright. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure you go over to our website, checkpointxp.com, where you can find all our cool stuff. And you can find all of our articles. Repository of our shows, interviews, all this great stuff. You go over to checkpointxp.com. Now, the Xbox 2020 announcement uh, went down this week. Uh, It is one of our first true looks at the next generation of video games. Xbox decided they had to be the first out of the gate. Uh, They've already been the first out the gate to divulge solid numbers about the Xbox Series X, their next console, and they are also now first to divulge what games will be coming to the system. Now, the stream itself has polarized gamers once more, and the feel of the console wars is back, baby, is back. (laughs) I thought, you know, last time we went through this, Sony came out the gate strong, but it feels right now That the console wars is back. So before we get to that point, uh, I want to talk a little bit about what was actually announced. Uh, So we had a a vast uh, number of games that were announced. I think the one that stuck out to me was probably the Yakuza beat em up. Uh, I thought that was incredible incredibly incredibly right the dragon like is that a what dragon? It was i think yeah yeah yakuza like like a, a dragon. dragon there you go yep. uh that was really really interesting um out of the games that were announced was there anything that piqued you guys' interest
1: Vampire. Oh, <laughs> which one what'd you say jacob i just said all the gameplay all the gameplay, uh, all the gameplay, was, gameplay was just electric it just right. gave me it gave me a real understanding of the future of Xbox. Before before we get to the gameplay there, I,
3: because for me, here, here's the thing. Watching all of it, we know that the Xbox Series X is apparently going to be the most powerful console ever created. All these teraflops, blah, 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 blah. Everything that I saw looked beautiful. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not going to try to deny that. The graphics were amazing. But I can't remember, had you guys not just listed off a few of them there, I don't think I would have been able to tell you a single one of those games or any that mm-hmm. I am excited for and part of that might have been due to a lack of gameplay and seeing what they actually look like yeah. or what they're actually mm-hmm. gonna be but once again even though they were the first out the gate, they showed all these gorgeous looking games i don't really care and <laughs> even, even, even here's the good. thing even if that's even fair. if they had a great game all right uh all right assassin's creed valhalla that's what i'm actually interested in mm-hmm but not only can I get it on PlayStation if I want to, uh, I can also get it on PC. So again, I'm I have to ask the question: If I don't already have an Xbox, why do I care? Why am I, I buying? I think it? the
2: only reason you would, I think the only reason you would is because of the Game Pass, uh, if they're available. On but on with Game Pass, Pass you could get on PC, PC yes. Well, that's not my point. Like, you're still getting the money through Xbox, so Xbox doesn't give a fuck if you're gonna play if you're gonna play through Xbox or PC because it's Microsoft. Yes,
0: they do when they're putting out a six hundred dollar when when you you got somebody
2: putting
1: out a six hundred dollar big ass refrigerator refrigerator to put on your
0: desk. No, 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 Chad, no, no, whatever you're about to say. I'm sure they care.
2: I'm sure they care, but at the same time, they're they know they I think they're the most aware of like consoles kind of just eking out of the the equation here soon i think that that's why they're
0: doing this pc thing that that's fine
2: that's why the xbox series x looks like a fucking pc tower listen it's gotta be that's (laughs) that's
0: fine but i'm telling you now you're not gonna just throw away millions of dollars in development costs for a piece of Mm -hmm. hardware to just poo-poo it away and say oh we want you to just go and get it on pc anyway nobody's gonna do that nobody right Uh, so, I think
2: it's really just to keep up with sony and until no, they are outed no ousted yeah no I but, don't know. I mean
0: but, but you... what I'm telling you Chad is that is a stupid business decision that's a shitty business decision like straight up as a as a hardware manufacturer you want to make money on your hardware flat out flat out but I got a list of games here we're just gonna run through them right quick to see what was exactly announced right and then we'll go into our sort of theory as to where Microsoft stands after this particular uh, stream. So you have Bright Memory, Infinite, which was a first-person shooter style game, uh, Chinese developer. You had Dirt 5, uh, Scorn, which looks like, uh, you know, an H.R. Geiger, Prometheus kind I, I, I of- okay. I think if you were a
3: fan of Dead Space, you'll probably like whatever yeah, this ends I, up. Yeah,
0: I looked, I mean, it. It was goo and phalluses <laughs> everywhere. So it, it, is, it is Geiger to the maximum. Um, you had uh, Chorus, which was uh, a protagonist who was connected to her spaceship or something like that. You had Madden, whatever. You had Vampire Our the Hawks Masquerade, people. which did look interesting. Vampire the Masquerade still looked pretty interesting. Um, so there's that. You had Call of the Sea, you had The Ascent, which was like a Diablo meets Cyberpunk kind of thing. Uh, the Medium, which is coming from the creators of Silent Hill. That looked interesting. Scarlet Nexus, uh, Second Extinction, Yakuza Like a Dragon, and Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So out of that, you really only got one truly triple A big studio game in that announcement, which is Assassin's Creed, which earlier that or excuse me, uh which last week they already did a big announcement and revealed a little bit about the game uh from there. So from that list, I mean I'm with Robbie. Assassin's Creed is something I was already interested in, probably already mm-hmm. gonna buy. Uh, and honestly what, what most of the it, games
2: on here are the same way.
0: Yeah. And so with with those announcements, let's get to the nitty-gritty of of why everybody was upset. Which is gameplay does not mean in-engine trailer. Two different mm-hmm. things. Two different But you things.
3: see it when you're playing the game, Norris. Two different things,
0: okay? There's there there could be bullshit, that could stuff be stuff upscale that is literally just a video that's playing using the engine that's all it is dude and when we say gameplay gameplay demonstration i want to see the ui the ux um, of a Mm -hmm. guy sitting there in the room holding the sticks playing the game that's what i want to see when people say they want to see gameplay that is what we're talking about we're not talking about a trailer. So, for all of the the Xbox out there and I love listen, I love Microsoft. I think they've done great work. The Game Pass flat out is the best value for video games out there. Period. Flat out. Uh but this is this they they dropped the ball on this one, y'all. They drop.
3: Hold your companies accountable for the bullshit they say, all right? Yeah. There, was nothing, there was nothing wrong with the Xbox 2020. Like, overall, the presentation was fine, but you don't get to say, take a look at this gameplay, every other clip, and then not show gameplay. And, and, and Norris, mm-hmm. you had said something earlier about how, because we, uh, we had put out a meme on our social media <laughs> uh, that was like, you know, when Xbox says there's gameplay and it's the lady like looking like real hard because she can't see what they're talking about. And uh, you said that it feels like it reignited the console wars. I, I, I mean, I, I kind of get where, where you're coming from that, for, from that, but, but what it feels like more to me is uh, all the losers out there who still run around, run around waving the Confederate flag because look, X, Xbox and Microsoft lost the console wars. That's, that's just not even a fact <laughs> that you can debate. Yikes.
0: That and is, I'm not sure I would compare and, them to the Confederacy, right?
3: <laughs> Yeah, I think that was a bit of a bold statement, but all right, <laughs> I, I said what I said because those people out there trying to continue it's, fighting this war, you lost. All right, you lost. Oh, I got what you are saying. I Sony came out on top, and going into this next generation, they're can, they're going to continue to be on well, top because play, Microsoft isn't doing anything different.
0: Let me play. Let me play devil's advocate. Because people said the same thing about the PS3 in that generation. The the 360 was a superior system that had superior games, a better user experience, more well-supported online system, and everything about it created a better ecosystem for gamers. Everybody said Mm -hmm. Sony is over. The PS4 is done. Dead on arrival. The Xbox One is going to thrash it. Sure. Sure. And... Maybe it could've, but what happened is that Xbox was first and came out of the gate with a trash press conference. Mm -hmm. It was God awful. OK, it was the, the 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 connect is bundled in with the system and you can't not use it. And it's online all the time and you can't share games and you, and you, and you, 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 you connect has to be voice commanded and it's a one hundred dollars oh, more expensive. Man. Oh, you could watch TV. You could watch your sports. You can watch ESPN. You could watch HB. They spent 40 minutes of the hour long thing talking about how nothing about video games. And then when they got to the mm-hmm. video games, it was just okay. And then PlayStation, mm-hmm. as you know, has their mic drop moment. So what I'm saying is, is that Robbie while in, in earnest, I do agree with you. It is not impossible that this system can't turn it around for Microsoft. It's not all impossible. Right,
3: first of all, I'm going to give you a nine out of ten for your Xbox uh, impression. There was pretty good. <laughs> um, but this is this is, I think, the difference, right? When you look back at whatever the shortcomings of the PS3 may have been compared to the shortcomings of Xbox recently, you realize the last generation of Xboxes, most retailers in Japan didn't even bother stocking them. Say what you will about the PS3 generation, it never got that bad to the point where in Japan, retailers are like, is it even worth us for, these, for us to put these on the shelf?
1: Although Xbox just, is more popular in North America than in Japan, I'm,
3: look, I'm just saying, man. Microsoft in in the Xbox is so far behind the curve at this point. You're right. Sony can still screw it up, but man, would they really have to try yeah, to screw and, this? And one
0: up? It really feels that way. It feels like Sony's mm-hmm. gonna have to. Sony's gonna have to have a real poor showing for folks not to be all over their system. And and let me put it this way. Um, and I said it via social media, and and Robbie mentioned the meme we put out, that, dude, people went at me on everything under the sun about popular games, about this, about that. Let me just be very frank and be very straightforward when I say this. Numbers do not lie. Men lie. Women lie. Mm -hmm. Companies lie. Numbers don't lie. And the numbers have said, the PlayStation 4 is one of the highest selling consoles ever made by human hands. And so if you're going to make the argument about if Xbox can really come back, they got to come harder than what they showed last time. Man, This stream is not getting anybody excited about anything that Xbox is doing flat out. Not when all that stuff is going to be multi-platform
3: anyway. this mm-hmm. that's, see, that's the main see, point. To me, that's still the biggest downfall is the fact that I don't have to buy an Xbox to be able to play them, right? Uh, but I do think that they are still going in the right direction. In the past few years, we've seen mm-hmm. them scoop up uh, all of these, uh, the Microsoft Studios, you know, little beats, bits and pieces. You know, I think they yeah, have, yeah, yeah. what, they have 343, they have Ninja Theory. Ninja Theory. So they've started, yeah. yeah, exactly. So they've started, you know, a few years ago to build up the the companies that they have in their repertoire. So I think that if some of these games do hit off big and whatever the next iteration of them, so, you know, in another maybe three, four years, they start to build on what some of their excuses are or will be. Mm-hmm. That's a step in the right direction. But personally, as a consumer, I love the fact that I don't need an Xbox to be able to play them. Great for the consumer. But I do think that it does hold back the performance of the Xbox itself.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, and so we are gonna leave the conversation there. If you want to go check out the super fiery, ridiculous, completely mind numbing conversation uh, that we have via social media on Twitter, please go to at checkpoint xp. You'll see it. Trust me. Um, it's it's completely just. A we'll cesspool. say one thing on great.
2: that. Two things. Two things on this. That kind of. Irked me about the tweet before we get off of it. There's one part that really—it it, it was clearly about how the meme is clearly about how Microsoft said gameplay, and then they didn't really show any. And then people in the in the comments were be like, "Sony fanboys, clearly not uh, realizing that these are all third-party games." I'm like, "What? What about this meme? Yeah. Didn't <laughs> stated that this was about that? Like, I have no idea where you're coming from. It's, like, you're it's, just mad at." everyone arguing and then you just decided to throw it out know our me. I don't get
0: that. Do you know what it is? It's it's that thing where you're so guilty of something that you end up confessing it anyway, right? So right. it's like your, your girlfriend walks up to you and she goes, oh wow, I saw your friend uh, Jessica the other day. You go, I didn't make out with her. yeah
2: and then
3: i I, I just i just love how chad's getting so defensive he's like don't you ever talk to me and my memes again
2: yeah i I was proud of this one damn it well i just (laughs) i just got irritated because people were i was like i will argue like i was willing to like get on there and like talk to people but like when you came out with that i was like i don't know what to say because this isn't anything that i was saying in this meme but uh, the oh, second Chad,
3: exact... your shit post did exactly what it was supposed to do, man. Mm-hmm. I, I guess yeah, it just irked people. like made some noise. noise. Yeah. I, I, I guess you, uh, when I'm you here shit, to make noise. when you
0: shit post, you can't be mad when flies show up. But anyway, and, we're going to yeah. end that conversation on that, and then we're going to have a really, really great talk about Streets of Rage Four, which is why the young homie Jacob is here because we need to get an opinion from the youngsters on what this game really means. So we will be right back with more checkpoint xp or wrong checkpoint afk stupid
1: I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Oh, we have an unprecedented outbreak.
0: Thousands of us walking the earth.
3: We might die at any moment. Because we're under attack. In which case, we must act fast. Doctors are trying their best. Working long hours and... Always sacrificing their health to protect you. Well, I'd very much like to thank them. Thanks, doctor. Thank you, doctor. Thank you, doctor. Thank you, doctor. Wait a minute. What's the prognosis?
0: it's still changing
3: so we have a novel virus and no vaccine at this time what should we do we got to get everybody else back into the
1: houses we got to keep on there in other words
2: this is our lockdown right what that means is
1: stay in your homes make no attempt to reach loved ones and take a long nap
3: you can count me out you
2: can count me out too some people are immune to good advice you know
1: what i mean <laughs>
0: those idiots
1: i just need to make sure you fully understand
2: Let's
0: recap. I'm begging you. Stay inside.
2: Wash your hands. And make sure you you've got ten feet of personal space around you.
1: Stay awake from me. Stay away from me. Uh-uh-uh. I didn't hear you wash your hands. So think on this, lads. When you're home
0: watching TV. Think about the medical stuff. working for you. So I'm asking you. Stay home.
1: I'm in
3: isolation.
0: Just stop the virus. All right, I'll do it.
3: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You stay classy, planet Earth.
0: We're back with more Checkpoint AFK. Your host Norris Howard here alongside with the crew. And, you know, amidst all the craziness of the Xbox conversation and fanboys tearing each other's throats, gamers coalesced around one game over the past couple weeks that pretty much everybody has come to the general consensus is an amazing experience and that's none other than streets of rage Four. uh it's a game that came out via dot Emu, uh, a company out of france that has taken it upon themselves to revive this great beat-em-up uh series and really put out uh what feels like a labor of love a really really great game i myself have beaten it countless times uh mm-hmm. and we got jacob in here because I am somebody who remembers the Streets of Rage series when it first came out. I've got a piece on it uh, on our website, Checkpoint XP, all about how Streets of Rage is a source of bonding between me and my dad. It was one of the first video games I sat down and beat from front to back in one sitting. And I would love to get the opinion, Jacob, of somebody who literally just was not around when this series really first came <laughs> out and I mean yeah and doesn't really have the context for you know the the time in which it was released why the soundtrack was so important why people really use it as a touchstone as to why gaming is great so why are you such a fan of this that- game
1: Okay, so important uh, backstory for me is that I am the sole champion of the Sonic the Hedgehog franchise, and I also care about video game history, so I've always been a Sega fanboy. So I've played, all, I've touched, and when I say touch, I mean barely touch, all of these games just to say that I've played them. So I've played like a stage of Old Street Fighter. I've played like a stage of Echo the Dolphin kind of a thing, right? So (laughs) when Streets of Rage 4 is announced, and I'm like, oh, this might be sick because I can play it as beat em up. It'll have the nice modern touches. And this game comes out and it is incredible. It it's it's so fun. Like it 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 uses the retro without leaning on it, which I think is really cool. Because, like, you know, it's animated so well, and the animation is probably my favorite part of the game. But you can also still see the machine of the game when you play it, because it is a retro, which yeah. I think is really nice. Because like when you're fighting a boss, and the game is so fair, too. And you fight a boss you're like okay, this specific animation means X, Y, and Z. Yeah. While in other games, like say like a Kingdom Hearts or something, you have to look a little bit harder for that kind of a thing. Yeah, it's and still so, it's, it's still like this, really
0: gamified. Oh. Like it's it's there's animation loops. There's you know every boss has tells. Like it, it, mm-hmm. it is it's it's old school
3: through and through.
1: Like it's it's such a direct game because of its roots, which I think is so great. Because you know you just play these twelve stages. You go to arcade mode. You play them again. You want to unlock the characters? Just play the game. All the characters have their moves and their combos. And while I do think that the old Streets of Rage are so important, I think the modern touches is what makes it so popular in the modern day, right? Because, like, the special moves weren't a thing back in the day, right? No, not at all. I mean, you had, yeah, the, the...
0: you had your A button
1: moves, which is like what you use, like, triangle for now. Um, but that's it. Yeah, and so when you have, like, these special moves, it... It makes it so much deeper. Like, you have Cherry, and who's the best character, I can confirm, and her kit kit is just so diverse in a way that the older games just couldn't be, and that's not anything to hold against the game, because it's an older game, but I feel like it was able to show the retro in a way like Sonic Mania could, where it's like, here are all the good things about this game, but in a setting where it's more enjoyable, even more enjoyable in the modern setting.
0: I'm so happy you brought up Sonic Mania, because to me it feels like there are so many games especially from Sega in particular that if it just got the modern polish thrown on it it would be on a whole separate level so it's like I I love Sonic Mania for the fact that I'm not a Mm -hmm. big Sonic fan I'm not a big platformer fan at all but Sonic was one of the few platformers I did play back in the day Mm -hmm. and everything about Sonic Mania I love I love the music. I love the stage design. I love the changes that they made. I love everything about it. And I think when you take something that already worked for so long, albeit, you know, whether it be Sonic or Streets of Rage or Final Fantasy, whatever it may be, and you can say, you know, it's not about making this quote-unquote better, but we can make this modern. I think that's a real, real strength of that game because when... I played through it, I knew it wasn't going to feel like how it felt the first time I played it, flat out. First Streets same, of Rage or Mania? First Streets of Rage, flat out, mm. because I have so much personal memory and, and, and emotion attached to Streets of Rage 2, in particular. But at the same time, mm. I found myself very almost emotional playing it because I've never before said, yo, I can't wait till quarantine is over so I can go over to my dad's house and play Streets of Rage 4. That is like... at top of mind the moment i started the game and it was like i was transported back to that time in the best way possible so i'm a big fan of yeah. this game and, and it seems like everybody else is too
1: well yeah i can relate to your you're playing with another person piece too because my girlfriend doesn't play games at all i was like hey the streets of rage it's also on game pass like which was the best part of the whole deal and I was like, we're going to play this game. Literally, all you do is press this button to beat people up. And she was like, word. And now, she, she'll come over she's like, so are we playing Streets of Rage? Like, it, like, the game is so approachable that everyone can enjoy it. And that's, granted, the strength of the genre. But I think what Streets of Rage 4 shows us is that if someone who's not Sega makes a Sega game, it'll probably kick ass. <laughs> I, I mean, I think, I think we've seen that at this point. Like, if someone announces a Golden Axe game, it'll probably be great. Yeah, but it can't be made by Sega. Um, yeah, that's right. I, I agree with you. And, and you
0: know, it's, it's funny because that's the same thing with, with myself and, and my fiancé is that she is not a gamer as well either. But I popped in River City Girls one day, and now all of a sudden she was looking at me like... What are we gonna play? We gotta beat the boss today. We need to beat it today. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, okay, this is you. You kind of see this appeal, so um, I agree with you that I think that this is such a great game, and I, I really wanted the perspective of somebody who didn't the, the nostalgia wasn't gonna be the dream.
1: Yeah, the nostalgia's not there at all.
0: Yeah, the nostalgia is not there.
1: I have a question
3: for you guys, because I, I myself haven't played Streets of Rage yet, although I did play it uh you know growing up, uh, Streets of Rage 3, I think, was the one that I sank the most time into. And my question is obviously the fact that this did amazingly well despite not being updated for the current generation, right? I think a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of people think that as consoles and graphics and gameplay gets better, that all these games have to evolve along with it, right? Sonic was a game that was not able to do that, you know, going into, like, Dreamcast and stuff like that. Uh, No, Sonic going into, like, the 3D realm was not as good as what the original Sonic games were. Sonic Adventure 2 is better, but go on. it, It just wasn't, okay? But now here you have Streets of Rage 4, you know, some 20, 30 years later, relying on the exact same formula in the age of you know the the, the, the PS4 and 3 d graphics and and ray tracing and all this so it succeeded and my question to you is why why do you think that more games don't just try to rely on their roots and just put out the the same game but with a modern touch that worked you know
1: 20 30 years ago i think it's really a, a case yeah. by case thing like yeah. sonic had like an identity crisis right like cuz in that time period the new future was 3D so sure. it's like how do, how do we take this game and make it 3D you have to change a lot of things while a game as old as Streets of Rage like the beat em up genre is so straightforward it's like you just got to punch people maybe you add some flashier moves like adjusting that formula it's, it's, wouldn't benefit that... the game
3: i would, but I would beat- argue beat em ups can still exist in 3D as well you yeah, know yeah, one of my favorite yeah. up games was uh, yeah the... Another one that I loved was uh, Fighting Force. Was a great oh great
2: game, Fighting mm. Force. I mean, what you else? say you said uh, that Sonic. Uh, oh, I was gonna say you said Sonic uh, like had a struggle, like had a little bit of identity crisis. But like, if you think about it, Mario is pretty much a side-scrolling kind of game, and they pretty much almost seamlessly went into three D. Yeah,
1: right. There are
2: a lot of
3: games that did RPGs. You know, the Final Fantasies they did as well. But some games weren't able to make that jump. Sonic, I think, was obviously one of the bigger examples, but again, with something like Sonic Mania, they did eventually realize, you know what, let's just make the old Sonic it, game, and it, it works. Wasn't, it wasn't necessarily so not that. That, well, that. It was a it little bit more than that. It, it wasn't necessarily that
0: because, the Sonic, games doing that, because the Sonic and Adventure Sonic games are great. Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 are great. Great
1: games. Yeah, that is true.
0: Unequivocally great games. But... To Jacob's point, and I agree, is that the beat-em-up genre is very much so straightforward that you really don't need to do too much else to it, right? It's like baseball. You don't—the rules have been the rules since, like, 1919. Like, you haven't really—outside of designated hitters, you haven't changed much about baseball in almost 100 years. So, you, you have that concept with it, and you really don't need to change it, and you can if you want as opposed to platformers and shooters and so many other games where they felt like they had to do something else. There's like, shoot, you know, space shooters. They were like, there's no way we can have a space shooter on a 2D plane anymore.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And people were like, everything has to be in a 3D space, and it has to be that way. When they had so many great 2D shooters that they could have just recreated and remade, that would have been great games. But the biggest thing, Robert, that I think is when you have certain franchises and they are known for certain things that aren't necessarily the gameplay, it is a lot easier to recapture that feeling. Sonic Mm -hmm. and Streets of Rage in particular are known for their music. And all you gotta do is create a halfway decent game and if you can catch the tone of that soundtrack, people are going to love that game. Period. Sonic Heroes. Period. Flat out.
1: And, I, I, and another another big thing for me is I think we underestimate how much indie games impacted just the entire game industry. Because, like, Sonic Mania and Streets of Rage 4 did so much better because people are now receptive to those kinds of games. Like, if a Streets of Rage 4 came out in, let's say, like, 2004, it would have been a 3D game. yeah, Because that's just how those games were. But now that we get all of these 2D games, all of these visually different games, all these pixelated games, now we can do these like retro throwbacks or retro continuations so people are just much more receptive to that idea.
2: I think. What, I think you could also add in Twitch too because people are that more willing well. to try out games and they're like, oh, that actually looks like fun and I might try out this 2D side scroller because like, like, most of the younger generation, pro- like 15 and under, probably aren't even going to touch that unless like, Someone, one of their favorite streamers touches mm-hmm. it.
0: Yeah, and, and I think the third factor that we gotta put into the mix is the Switch, by itself. The Nintendo Switch. Oh,
2: thousand percent. absolutely. Mm-hmm. I the will Nintendo say I Switch. won't even touch half these games unless it's on the Switch because, like, I don't know what it is about playing, like, side-scrolls on the computer, but yeah. I can't. My, my body just shuts down and doesn't well, want to. It's,
0: it's the form factor for throwback games and older games moves well to the Switch and a handheld. And so it, it just it just simply works. Like for me, I can't play a RPG on the Switch. I still got to finish Octopath Traveler. Haven't finished it because playing an RPG on the Switch. Oh, well, that game has some issues. Bro. Is is, ugh, I just can't do it. It just makes my fingers hurt, my head hurt. I don't want to do it. I mm-hmm. want to play Fire Emblem so bad, and I'm gonna power my way through it. But I just don't. Why like can't you just
2: RPG? play the put it on the TV and then just use the regular controller? No, no, to
0: do that. Dude, that uh, it, it the a machine, except for
1: Octopath. <laughs> yeah, you I guess know, so. it's,
0: it's you know, it's just one of those things where absolutely I could, but I just, I just rather play it in Don't the want handheld. To. But you know, I That's think fair. Streets of Rage Four is a perfectly good example as to when you take good ideas and you make a leap of faith, gamers will reward you for it, and if you stay true to the ethos of your game franchise. People will love you for it. I am looking at so many franchises when I say that, and Final Fantasy is one of them. I about is to say, it, Final Fantasy
2: VII right now. Is it, like, it, I I was missing on that last episode, and I got. I'll, I'll just add my two cents real quick. It's just like I got the the feelings that I got when I first played that game when I when that game started. So, good job to them. Good job, one thousand percent to them.
0: Absolutely, because they they still change things but they stayed true to the core essence of what made that game in that world special. And we see the same thing. and it made it yeah. fun. And we see that now with Streets of Rage 4 as well, but that's going to be it for this week. Checkpoint XP. I keep messing that up. That's going to be <laughs> it for this week's Checkpoint <laughs> AFK. I'm so used to doing this for home campus, but that's going to be it. <laughs> uh, we think Jacob. Jacob's fault. That's what it is. This is it Jacob's is my fault. Like, I, I see am his guilty. face and I think I'm on, on campus. But that's going to be it for the episode this week. We hope you guys come back next week for more Checkpoint AFK. We are going to have a ton of fun, ton of news. And as a summer games fest from Jeff Keeley. that's one thing we didn't touch on. The young homie Jeff Keely once again becoming the Ryan Seacrest of video games and saving summer video game announcements single-handedly and saying that he is putting out Summer Games Fest. Maybe that's what we'll talk about next week because as time goes along, we're going to be getting more and more announcements pretty much from here until the end of the summer. So make sure you stay glued to Checkpoint AFK and CheckpointXP.com for all your announcements. So for myself, Norris Howard, Chad Callahan, Robbie Landis, and Jacob Brothers, That's going to be the show. Have a good one. Stay safe and wash your damn hands.